Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to be speaking from the theme, How's Business? How's Business? Recently, we celebrated Labor Day. And ironically enough, we celebrated Labor Day by not laboring. But we spent it in leisureliness, just not doing anything. One person declared, I love to work. So much so, I sit down on it. Yes, there is a place for leisure. Even God, the creator, took time out to rest. And he advocated that we should take time out also to rest. So it's not about leisureness. It's, it, it, I'm not charging it, I'm not, I'm not attacking it. I'm just pointing out the fact that uh, while we love to take leisure, we don't have that same passion toward work. Uh, I better say it again. I said, there is a place for leisure. Even God, our creator, took time out to rest. He rests on the seventh day. He said, and you also. But the truth is that we are more inclined toward leisure than we are toward labor. That's why the great Scotsman by the name of Thomas Carlyle, He advocated what is known as the gospel of work. The gospel of work. It was Jesus who said, let us work while it's day. For the night cometh when no man shall work. And this, my friends, this morning, is the subtle intimation in this parable which happens to be one of the longest that Jesus ever gave. This parable has in it the seeds that ought to motivate us to produce the fruit of labor. Labor. So Jesus has just now made his journey from Jericho to Jerusalem. And along the way, he met a man. His name was Zacchaeus. This man had a passion for God, had heard about Jesus, and wanted to see him. So he climbed up a sycamore tree so that he might see him. And the Bible says, and Jesus passed by there. 
And when their eyes connected, Jesus looked up at him and said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today I must be at your house. Zacchaeus, you know the stories. Zacchaeus came under conviction. And he said, everything I've taken, I'm going to give back. I'm going to give back a hundredfold. And he went on to talk about how he's prepared to change. And Jesus said to him, Zacchaeus, this day salvation has come to your house. And after he said that, the scripture says, and when the people heard these things, he added, are you with me in verse 11? He added, or he added to it and spake a parable. Why? Because he was nigh or near Jerusalem. Now Jericho to Jerusalem is 17 miles. And those 17 miles was leading to a time that Jesus left where he was to pursue. And in fact, he said, my eyes are, are set toward Jerusalem. Why? Because he was to then, on what we call Palm Sunday, acclaim himself to be king of kings and lord of lords. So, here's the intimation. It's subtle. In fact, we have a uh, something that happens now in the film world and it's referred to as a trailer. T-R-A-I-L-E-R. And a trailer is this. It is a preview of what you can view in totality later. So Jesus, are you following me? Jesus is now at a strategic point before he enters Jerusalem. I said Jerusalem, because that's why he was coming to Jerusalem. He was not coming to Jerusalem to meet with Zacchaeus. He was not coming to Jerusalem to convince the people that, the, that, that, that now they're going to topple the Roman government and now there's going to be a whole new kingdom set up. No, 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 no. That's not what he was doing. What Jesus was doing was fulfilling age-old prophecy so that when on Palm Sunday he would come in, he would come in like prophecy said so. The donkey would be tied. Palms would be in the way. People would be shouting, Hosanna! Why? Because he's king of kings. The king is showing up. Please don't miss this, people. It's subtle, and yet it's in there. And you know, when, when, when you're pursuing truth, uh, many times you find yourself at a point where you say, that's not it. it, it, it it, it must be more to that. It's, that's, that's, now I see this, but I see the stem, but there, there must be a root somewhere. I, I, I want to find a root to this. 
And, and the more you dig, the more you understand and come into the knowledge that what Jesus was really doing was talking about himself. The three points of this message, the capital, the trading, and the profit. I want you to stay tuned because even though it sounds very uh, commercial or business, I will tell you, God is speaking to you as to how to use the capital he has given you and how you should trade, activate it, and then also the profit that will come to you. Stay tuned, you're gonna be blessed. I remember when we were starting here and, and doing things, you know, uh, God made it possible when we had little, little, but yet God helped us to buy five buildings at one time. Five buildings! A bakery, a two-story house, a one-story house, pure water, a garage, all of them. But we started with little. People laughed at me and they said, are you serious? Who does that? People who understand how to do business. And you can say what you want about it, but we did it. Because that's the way God operates. Say, that's God's MO. Say, say this is God's MO. That simply means this is God's modus operandi. Another way to say that is to say that's how God operates. Some people, some systems, wait till you get a lot to do something. <laughs> God's system, he works with a little to get Somebody said bragging. No, I'm not bragging. I'm reporting. I'm reporting that if it could happen for a little back of town, struggling old man, he can do it for you. So now, when you look at your grade point average, if it's down there, thank God for getting there and begin to seek God with the understanding that because I'm gonna set my house in order and alignment with him, I'm going to see a A, a B one day. Young H.O., the man that had the largest church in the world at that time, told me in these years, by the way, he ate at my table at my house. He had over 500,000 members. I've been to his church. I preached in his church. But he told me one day, he said, Brother Lamb, never complain about what you don't have. Celebrate it. When I had 10 members, I said, thank you, God, for 100. When I had hundreds, then I said, God, thousands, thousands. 
thousands came. He told me, and I say this under God, God's going to help you to build a large sanctuary in this country. And we were in that little place over there. Why am I telling you all this? Because I'm trying to be as practical as I can to get you up off your seat of do nothing and start to activate and get away from excuses about what you don't have. Celebrate it. Now help me so I can get off this point, please. Jesus, help me, God. So, say capital, trading. Now here, trading is my next point. Trading, 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 trading. You got to start doing stuff. It's one thing to dream about it, one thing to talk about it. But also, there must be a doing of it. I said there must be a doing of it. Activate it. He said, go. And as they went, two of the servants invested it. Activated it, put it to work. Do you know why money is referred to as currency? You know why? Because it operates in the currents. And when it's activated, it becomes currency. Invest it. Years ago, when I had just gotten married, an old man that would wipe his car down every day, I'd go, I went to him one day, my smart self. I said to him, you're going to take the paint off that car. He looked at me and laughed. He says, and what? I said, well, you know, it's clean. It hasn't snowed, hasn't done anything, it's clean. He, he said, do you know why I wipe this car? He says, because in my life, I was told I'd never do this and never do that, never have this and never have that and never have the other thing. And he says, guess what? Now I have this and I did that and I did the other and I did that and I bought this car. That's why I wipe it down. Because it keeps me mindful of how far you can go, how much you can achieve and how God will bless you if you were just believe and work he says guess what I'm retired that's why I have time to wipe down my car so young man don't you ever ask me again about why I do whatever I do one day you'll see do you have insurance I see you with that young lady. I said, do, do you have insurance? I looked at him. He said, he said uh, I'm asking you, do you have me? I said, no. He said, well, go to Metropolitan Life and get some insurance. And by the way, buy whole life and not, what's this term life? Because if you buy whole life, it's going to cost you a little more up front, but you have more coming in the back end. That's when I bought insurance. Let me come off me. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feels you. I feels you. 
I'm saying you got to trade. The two servants went and traded. And when, 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 the, when the nobleman returned, when the king showed up, he said, King, your pound has gained ten more. Really? He said, because of that, now I'm going to take you on a level where you've never been, never thought you'd be. He said, from now on, read all down. It's all in here, Brad. Brad it's all in, in, in the parable. He said, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to now, no talk of money, I'm going to give you authority and rulership over 10 cities. So he moves from the one that has little in the city to end up with much ruling the city. There's some things God wants to do with you. God wants to achieve through you. God wants to put in your hands, but it's not going to happen if you don't activate your capital. And then on top of that, you're going to have to do it by trading. So they invest, he invested, he gets 10 pounds in addition. And then there comes the second one. And the second one says, yes, I invested also, but I got five pounds more. All right, no problem. I'll make you ruler over five cities. So the commensuration, watch it now, is the basis upon which your future assignment and privilege will be ensured. You will never be over five cities or ten cities if you have not activated the one. Don't look at me. You haven't seen the last of me yet. I heard the Spirit say that I have some things for you that you will see and receive. Don't base where you are or how little you have because you're going to be in a position of much authority. Thank you, Lord. Now, what did he tell you? There were those who will not receive you. That's as the Bible said, and when he did that and said that to them, go occupy till I come, he said, but there were citizens that would not receive him. That's foolishness. What nonsense is that? God's not in that. God's not with you. You'll never become anything. Never. Come out of the wrong family. You haven't had the right exposure. The best that you will ever be is that. I want somebody in here who's been fighting and struggling with how you've been treated and how people put you down and how they never have a lift for you. 
I want you right now to get your mind off them, put your mind on God, and start celebrating because you are going somewhere. The fact that you have this will ensure that you will have all of that. Well, I hope that you're going to have some good news when the question is asked you, how's business? So, until next time, when I shall come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.